Well, I'm so blessed to be here. Um, Keith and Megan are amazing. There's this sweet relationship for years we've had, and um, it's just an honor to be here. I've been praying this morning, uh, praying for this morning, and I just really feel like the Lord wants to meet each of you, and it's my heart that you'd encounter him, and that you'd walk away today just closer to him, uh, more empowered to love those around you, and also being able to shine brighter to the lost. And um, so I'm excited for that. Uh, one of the things I was asking Keith is he was asking me to share. I was saying, what is on your heart? What is God speaking to New River right now? And he was mentioning this just to grow in more hunger for Jesus. And this also just this uh, building authentic community. And then being a light to the world everywhere, in work, at home, and entertainment, business, um, shopping, wherever. And so as I was praying, God, yes, yes, this is so, so my heart, so awesome what God is speaking to, to Keith and to the direction of what God is saying for, the, for New River. And the Lord just brought love really strong to me. And I was just been meditating on that. And it's, you know, three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest is love, and love is the only thing that's forever. God doesn't just love, God is love. You were saved because of love. You're sustained because of love. And it's so Basic in some ways, it's so foundational, and even some of the scriptures I'm going to read today, I just pray you don't go, yeah, 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 I memorized that when I was 10, which I memorized some of these when I was 10. I pray that the rock that you were birthed on as a believer, this foundation of love, would be fresh to you again, because this is what's going to sustain you and empower you. This is what's going to transform you and transform the world around you. So please open your hearts afresh to the revelation of the goodness, the love of God, and his love within you to flow through you. So it is his kindness and his goodness that leads you to repentance. So I'm going to start with why love. Love is what brought you to Jesus. It's not judgment. I mean, you know, when we preach the gospel, yes, there's sin, there's judgment, there's hell. But you don't get saved because of that. It's his love that brought you to him. When you're struggling in sin, when you're unfaithful in any category, which we all sin, it's his love that brings you back. It's kindness that leads you to repentance. Positive motivation is what sustains change and transformation. Let me say that again. Positive motivation will sustain your personal transformation. Religious obligation will tire you out. You'll burn out. 
you will actually stop growing in God if all you're motivated by is I need to, I should, I should, I should. Your own discipline, motivation, you know, your, your power of your own will will not sustain you. It's only the love of God that will sustain you. And it's so easy to begin in the spirit and to end in the flesh. We have these amazing romantic memories of the love of God. And then we're like, well, I'm just disciplined now. I just set my alarm. I just, I do this thing. I work it. I'm discipling myself. Like I'm, wait, wait, wait. That's what's scary sometimes in marriage. Start off being motivated by love and you do everything you can. And then you're like, well, I'm just going to be a godly husband, a godly wife. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to, and it's like, that does, I'd like to check the intimacy meter in that marriage. We have to have fresh love fill us. So we're motivated. We need to be motivated by love. It's love that will lay its life down for someone. Are you open to receiving love this morning? So that's the first reason why. It's, it is key to growing in hunger. The other reason why is it related to community. Do you know, people want to be around others not because there's good sliced bread or, and all the other amazing things. Just kidding. People want to be around each other where they know they're accepted. You cannot accept somebody in your flesh. By nature, we're critical. We're judgmental. We're, we like people who have the same affinity with us. They're like Australians or Americans. You know, we agree on things. That kind of like, I want to be with somebody like me. We all want to be around someone. That is not sustainable as well. You can't build a church in that way. You can't build community in that way. You know what every person on the planet is longing for? Is to be unconditionally accepted. When you know you go to a group and you know everyone there unconditionally accepts you. No matter what you've done that week, no matter what you look like, where your background is, what your social status, your aptitude, your longitude, altitude, no matter your IQ, it doesn't matter because they love you unconditionally. That only can happen with love. A community that is based on love is the most attractive community in the planet. That's why we need love as our foundation, as our motivation, and as our mode of operation. You want to see growth in any community? Love one another, truly. Another thing, the, the third why is because it works. When we want to reach people, it's not cool programs, cool style, you know, the right environment, this, that. I mean, yes, you can get somebody to a meeting or you can try to call someone over. Even using spiritual gifts, you get a prophetic word or you get something and somebody's like, whoa, who are you? If you don't have love, they're not going to open up to Jesus. 
You cannot argue someone in the kingdom. Did you know that? I've, unfortunately, I've tried that several times. You can win an argument, but you're not winning a soul that way. Love looks like something. I'm borrowing that from a friend, Heidi Baker. Love looks like something. It looks like a meal to the poor, to the hungry. Looks like a hug to those that are traumatized and broken. Love looks like something. When you have God's heart, his motivation of love, you're going to do something with it. It's not just a word or an emotion. Love looks like something. It's what God uses to reach the lost. It's love. It's for the sake of love. You need love. The world needs God's love through you. Your family, your marriage, your community, your children, anything, groups that you're connected to, they need you to release love of God through you. That's what they really need. And that's what really works. That's why I love. I want to just share, so it's very simple. I have the why and the how. I mean, I'm like bottom line kind of guy. Like, I need the motivation and then I need to show me how to do this. So I'm not going to go through all the what's and define all the words of love. That would be cool. But that would be more preaching. I want to just share something that will impact you and empower you this morning. So how to love. You know, 1 Corinthians 13, another one of those chapters memorized when you're 10 or whatever about what love is. But I want to suggest to you that is not explaining love. That is a manual of how to love. I believe um, my wife and I are actually going through this book, um, Love Dare, which I encourage every couple to go through that. Has anybody ever? It's gotten a little older from the movie Fireproof back in the day. Um, but is it Alex Kendrickson that wrote this book? It's powerful. So get that. It's a little plug. But this, the, the beginning of it really nailed me. So it was this, this is so revelatory. First Corinthians 13, 4, it says the two first descriptions of love, that those two things sum up how to react in love and how to be proactive in love. And that if you really follow those two things, you will walk in love at a level that's going to be transformational to you and to those around you. First thing, love is patient. I joke sometimes and say I hate that that that's the first thing Paul said. That's the hardest thing for me. I'm just like, go, 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 you know, come on. And then whenever something shuts that down or a relationship, it's like, I, I don't want it or this or that. And thank God we're married to people that God uses to transform us. But patience, that is reactive love. If you can react in any circumstance, especially when it gets on your nerves or you're frustrated or you get tweaked, if you can react, if your reaction is patience, 
95% of conflict gone. Gone. If you can just hold your tongue, hold your reaction, hold your emotions just for three seconds even and go, okay, what's, where are they coming from? What do they mean? What, what's their perspective? God, what are you saying? Give me some grace here. If you can be patient, you will walk in love as a response to any situation that comes at you. I've had a hard time with different mandates put down, mass, you know, I'm only meeting in small groups, traveling. I travel. I'm called to go. I was just in Cairo, Egypt this last Friday morning. My wife and my son Moses and I, we just went to the countries of Lebanon, Jordan, and Egypt the last two weeks. When Keith asked me, he didn't know I was doing that travel, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's great. I'll preach. And then my travel got pushed back. So I had, but to go to these countries, I don't like COVID tests. I don't know anyone else doesn't like COVID tests, but it's like, I'm afraid of my brain puncturing. I'm afraid of, you know, and I just don't like people poking me. And it's like invasion of privacy, you know, kind of feeling. I had to do five COVID tests for this one trip. And it was like, either you're going to be frustrated and kind of like, if you dare hurt me, um, you know, are you kidding? You know, just because it feels like, especially when they're dressed in like the full, like nuclear power suits, you know, it's like, are you kidding? And three or four masks and four, you know, like the shields and they're carrying a shield and a sword that looks like something up, you know, it's like, this is intense. And I would just had this edge to me and every, but I felt over this time was like, I felt God just saying, Todd, love, love. You're going to Lebanon, Jordan, Egypt. I want you to love when you're preaching, when you're praying, when you're meeting. I want you to love with your team. I had you know, the best of teams and the hardest of teams. The best of teams, it's your family. You know each other. You, you're, there's a level of comfortability. The worst of teams, your family. You know each other's buttons, and you know the stakes are a lot higher if you offend one of your teammates. It's your wife. You know, that's like you go home with her. You know, it's different than another team. By the way, it was amazing. We, had, we debriefed yesterday. It was so sweet. But it's harder to keep your love on when it's your son and your wife. So this, this whole trip, God just said, love. And guess what? It worked. By the end, I'm like smiling at the guy, the last fifth COVID test in Egypt Thursday night. Yes, they went pretty hard and strong. And I'm just smiling, just like, gosh, I was joking with somebody, like it brought back that memory. You're not supposed to pick your nose, you know, somewhere. Your parents say, it's like, they're picking my nose for me. This is great. I'm just this little boy. I'm enjoying this. No, that was a little gross. Sorry. So that's the reactive love is patience. If you just get that this morning and you go home, and you, by the way, that's impossible in our flesh. So I'll get to that, but I want to say that right up front. Some of you are going, Todd, don't, I'm feeling some condemnation coming on me. This is not good. I wish I didn't come. Please, the Holy Spirit in you can do this.
It's impo- love is impossible in our flesh. We don't have enough willpower, discipline, but the Holy Spirit can empower you. All you have to do is say yes. We're gonna have a prayer time at the end. I just want you to say yes. God, empower me. Patience. The second thing, love is kind. Now, I'm more of like, let's take the mountain, let's run the race, let's take out the enemy, let's go, let's go, let's go. So words like kind aren't exactly my biggest go-to, you know? But the reality is, if you want to really love someone, you have to be kind. It's not rocket science. It's, I'm just going to listen to you. I'm going to actually care about you. I'm going to think about what you're saying. I'm going to be gentle with you. Kindness is proactive love. Again, this will transform your friendships, relationships, your life. Patience and kindness. It's how we model the goodness and graciousness of God to others. Being kind is being gracious. I think a James 3 talks about the wisdom of the world, the wisdom of heaven. And I believe it really highlights this whole being kind. Um, I'm gonna, we're going to read through it. By the way, there's a couple passages of Scripture. I just want Scripture this morning to wash over you. The Word of God is much more transformative than my words. So let's just, even though we might know it, let's let it wash over us, renew us, renews our mind. It washes us. The word washes us. So we're going to look at James 3, 13 13 to 18. And it's going to talk about the wisdom of the world. Let me just say, the wisdom of the world is the opposite of love. Unfortunately, this is how the world operates and how we can easily slip into the mindset because this is what motivates the world. So let's look at James 3. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. So this meekness of wisdom is love. Let's keep going. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is how the world operates. Bitter jealousy or envy. We compete with each other. Compete and compare. That's what motivates the world. Every marketing uh, strategy that sells things is be like them. They have this toy. They have that privilege. They have this life. And it motivates you, motivates the world. Or selfish ambition. I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be great. I'm going to make my name great. I'm gonna... That's the world we're in. That's the opposite of love. The antithesis of love is selfishness. But that's the culture we're in. Let's keep reading. It goes on talking about this is not wisdom comes from above. It's earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Sometimes we're like, we need to pray the enemy out of here. We need to do spiritual warfare. Well, guess what? 
He's winning a lot of battles you're not even noticing to get you to be selfish, to get you to compare and compete, be jealous. That's where the enemy is winning. If God's MO, mode of operation, is love, the enemy's mode of operation is selfishness. It's what motivated him in his fall. But it works. And that's why he gets you and I to be selfish and comparing, competing. Let's keep reading. For where his jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there'll be disorder, every vile practice. The fruit is death, disorder, evil. But now let's look for wisdom from heaven. This is how the love of God operates. Now, I would look at this list, like I said before, it's kind of like the word kind. I'm like, oh, that's kind of a ladies' tea meditation, you know? Like, come on, man, let's just go take, let's Joshua, we're going to take the land, you know? But let me tell you, this is taking the land. It takes more courage, more strength, more power. This is what a true man is. Is a man that walks in this wisdom from heaven. Proverbs says, one who controls his anger is greater than one who can take a city. So all of us, I'm not just, but I'm a man, so I'm kind of telling myself, I want to encourage all of us, let's open our hearts and say, that is my goal. Let's look the wisdom from heaven. The wisdom that comes from heaven is first pure. Then peaceable, peace-loving. Just let this, just drink this. Gentle, open to reason, considerate in some translations. You're, you're not judgmental. You're not proud like, I know it. This is right. You're open to, you're saying, you know what? You might be right. I mean, I thought this all along, but my dad taught me this and my coach told me this. But you know what? I need to, be, I need to learn from you. Maybe I'm not right. When's the last time you said that? Full of mercy, the opposite of judgment. You know, we have COVID tests and this and that, and it's like, you know what? I'm just going to give you mercy. You don't deserve it. That's love. I'm afraid sometimes, you know, and I'm one of the poster child of this. It's like, I'm going to make a difference, and I'm going to say no to this and no to that, and you know, and it can get political. It can get, you know, just, I'm an American. They can't force me to do this. They can't force this. And fo- Is that love? Is that being peaceable and full of mercy? Now, I'm going to vote, and I'm going to communicate what I believe, and I, I think there's agendas coming down. They're going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. But guess what? Jesus said, the love of most will grow cold. Because of increase of wickedness. We have not seen anything yet. It's going to get worse and worse until the second coming. And if we don't have this, our love is going to get cold. Because we're going to be judging everything and everyone. They can't force this. They can't force that. Is that love? 
If we stay on that lane, we're just, uh, we're gonna, our love's gonna grow cold. I'm not preaching to myself, so don't feel any condemnation. Because <laughs> I'm getting tested, especially on this last trip. It's like, ah, uh, pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason, considerate, full of mercy, good fruits, impartial and sincere. This is wisdom from heaven. When we operate in this, the enemy cannot touch you. Hallelujah. And then it says, the end, peacemakers, a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So there's just the fruit of this wisdom of love is harvest of righteousness. You're going to walk in righteousness. When I was on this trip, you know, Islam, it's so nice to be able to say that publicly. I I had to just say that those from another religion, because you don't, it's dangerous over there. And my friends are getting persecuted constantly. But the culture of Islam is this domineering through death, through lying, through horrible ways. They want to spread Islam, and it's spreading. You have ISIS, you have all these, we're with refugees that have been just a doctor and a pharmacist in this family. They have no money. They have no job. They have no status. And they're just weeping. We're praying for them. I just was seeing this. It's a whole nother world where the minority are believers. Less than even one half of 1% are born again, spirit-filled believers. And just being in that culture and seeing that domination and the You know, there's no rights. They have no, the church is not going, well, that's, you know, we're not going to do this because that takes away my freedoms. It's like they have no freedom already. They needed, and I realized I just need to release the peace of God, the goodness of God, because they are suffering. And I pray that we would be so filled with God's love, we'd be prepared for future trials that are coming. So I just, I pray this is, uh, that you'd open your heart to be filled with God's love. It is supernatural. Like I said, you cannot do it. It's impossible for us to conjure up love. So I'm just going to read this passage over you, a couple passages. Um, I'm going to jump to 1 John 4, 7 to 12. And let's just receive this. Let's just read this together. Can we do that? I, had, I felt the Lord just saying, Todd, I want my word to penetrate and empower and just wash them. So could we all just read this together and just, there's power in our words. And so Holy Spirit, I just pray before we read this, you would empower us that I believe when we speak out truth, it creates a path for us to walk on. So let's read this together, Okay. 1 John 4, 7, and we'll keep reading through verse 12. One, two, three. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this 
The love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. Love is perfected when you give it away. Love isn't love until you give it away. God loved the world so much, he gave his only son. You love because he first loved you. Perfect love casts out all fear. The final thing I, I got so, to me, this is one of the greatest things besides being patient and kind that I want you to remember is forgiveness. One of the leaders of all the church in Egypt we were with in his home a few days ago, he does communion three times a day. And it so provoked me. Every time he was doing communion, He's focusing on, you know, the body and the blood of Jesus and the forgiveness that we receive. But then he, in the midst of communion, says, God, I forgive. And he said, told me later, he said, you can do this to everyone you're connected to, any community, people you work with, even your nationality, your nation, your state, your background. But he said, you can release forgiveness. And so I, he would release forgiveness to the Muslim government. He would release forgiveness to all the terrorists. He said, I release forgiveness. I release forgiveness. And it was like provoking me. I just felt the, it, I saw a picture of God's love that is one of the hardest things for us to do. But it's the, and he said, Todd, when you forgive someone, it's you operating in the highest level of authority. You know, when someone's wronged you or they're wrong or they've hurt you or even government, like our government, if anyone has a hard time with our current government or mandates or different things, you speaking out forgiveness is one of the most powerful things you can do. No one, it opens up, he said, you know what that does? It opens up heaven for them, for God to encounter them. You're breaking off curses when you release forgiveness. And you are a high priest that's what priests do. They're mediators. They release forgiveness, right? We're a kingdom of priests. We have authority because we've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. We have authority to release forgiveness and intercession. So this is what I want the takeaway today. I just felt like the Lord said, he really wanted us to release forgiveness. And to me, I know from my own background and, you know, the wrongs done in my life, when I've forgiven it's brought more healing and transformation to me than anything else. In relationships where there's pain, in marriage relationships, relationships with children, forgiveness is the key to intimacy. 
I heard this in my marriage counseling. It's true. The greatest two words are, uh, is, are the greatest two things that will keep you unified in marriage is I'm sorry and I forgive you. This morning, I said, I'm sorry to my wife. She said, I forgive you. This is something every single day. So I just want, let's look at Ephesians 4.32. It's kind of the takeaway. Be kind to one another. Not just kind, tender-hearted. Forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Just want to ask you to stand up for a moment. And we can, man, I so loved worship. Thank you. So I just want to pray for you. And my goal, when I saw this, the worship list, I was so excited that this song, build, I will build my life on your love. It's a sure foundation. So that's, that's my heart this morning. So can you just open up your hands? And I'm just going to pray for you. Uh, two things. I'm going to pray God would wash off of you the wisdom of the world and the flesh. Every day we wake up with a selfishness in our core. And I'm going to pray a cleansing. And I'm going to ask God to just fill you with his supernatural love. And then I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and just release forgiveness over you and over those who wronged you. And that you would be a mediator of God's love, a mediator of forgiveness. You would be a representative of God's patience and his kindness. So Holy Spirit, would you come right now? I thank you for each one in this room, from the youngest to the oldest. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, would you, in your grace, just wash off defilement from being in this world where the wisdom of the world is this selfish ambition and this jealousy, bitter jealousy, this envy. Lord, wash us from the ways of the world that are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Just We just pray a cleansing. And Father, would you just pour out your love? You said in, that you pour out your love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So I ask right now, Holy Spirit, would you pour out unconditional, undeserved, even while we're sinners, you died for us, you loved us before the foundation of the world, you chose us. You said in love you predestined us to be your sons and daughters. And I ask for that ancient love, that love before the foundation of the world, did you come and just bring a freshness, God? Lord, I was thinking about that when I was 10, and just heard the gospel that you love the world so much. God, would you come, bring back the first love, the church in Ephesus in Revelation. That they lost their first love. Lord, I pray this morning, would you fill us with first love afresh. Love from you. And then love back to you. And then love to one another. Just open your hands. I just ask God, would you release a deposit of love right now? Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. 
love that keeps no record of wrongs. Let's just go into the final thing of just forgiveness. Holy Spirit, just show us, show us if there's anyone we need to forgive. For big things, even foundational things in our lives in the past, or little things, even towards governments or towards the media or different personalities, different news. Different. Lord, show us. We just want to be a people that are free, free, free to love. So I just pray, God, we, we choose right now. We say, I forgive you. I forgive you. I release forgiveness. Just think of any relationships. Just release forgiveness. Remember, forgiveness is not based on emotions. It's based on will. You choose to forgive. Let's just release forgiveness. As Christ and God forgave you, let us forgive one another. Even some of your the husbands and wives, I just feel like before you talk to one another, just release forgiveness by your choice right now. The Lord's going to empower you when you choose. Just make a choice right now. Thank you, Father. Let's just look up. Those who look to the Lord, their faces are radiant, never covered in shame. So this, the love is the greatest expression of grace. You are loved not after you repent and work on your character. You're loved before, during, forever. The Father doesn't ask us to take a bath. He picks us up and washes us. Just let Him pick you up. Let Him hold you. Let that love of the Father surround you right now. He's good. He's good. Hallelujah.